0: Well Happy New Year and welcome not only to the first Sunday of 2024 but also this is the 21 days of prayer and fasting eve as it were and this year we're gonna not only as a New Hope Community Church as a local body but also we're joining with over 167,500 churches all around 150 nations collectively as a four square church denomination we are gonna spend time and pursue intentionally God we're gonna fast we're gonna disconnect from the world and we're gonna pray and connect to God through prayer and today we're gonna if you can open your Bibles to Luke chapter 8 we're gonna prepare our hearts uh, to receive God's word with a message titled, Cultivating a Heart for the Word. Because we just don't wanna be praying for the word, which is the theme for this year, for 2024. But we just don't wanna be conduits, but we want to breathe in, we want to experience, we wanna take our root and be transformed by the word of God, right? It, that the word just doesn't pass through us in prayer, but the word, it settles, it marinates, it takes its roots to the core of who we are, that we're changed by the word of God, that we're transformed from the inside out. It's kind of like, you know, emergency airplane situation, right, that before you could uh, help your, your child or those who need around you, right, just in case there's an emergency with The oxygen, that you first apply it to yourself, that you first breathe in and are sustained by breath of life. In the same way, you want to be sustained by the word of God first. And we want to cultivate a heart for the word of God. Now, New Year can mean different things to different people. Like how many of you guys are genuinely like excited for the New Year? I mean, you're just giddy. For what the new year has to offer, you think about the new ways you want to change, new challenges you want to grow in and improve as a person. You hear of things like cold plunge. Uh, you know, I'm th- I've been thinking about that, or maybe you hear of like intermittent fasting or like learning hacks, like doing audio books or new places to travel, new new restaurants to eat at. Like, oh, there's a sense of newness and just the thought of a fresh page and a clean slate that man this year is going to be different but maybe for others you're a little bit more subdued about this new year you used to get excited but after going through fronts after going through some frustrations or unmet goals instead of a new page or a clean slate this new year is just another page another day in the calendar maybe as you've gone through this first week of the new year you're feeling like meh like ah it's all right you know and as you're thinking about maybe your health goals and resolutions you either fall into two camps right i I think this meme captures uh that i saw this past week where When it comes to a new year and goals, we can go two camps and the meme, it's this, it amazes me how much the word exercise and extra fries sound exactly alike. Some of us like, yeah, new year, let's go exercise. But others of us are like, new year, whoopee, extra fry, let's just go on as usual. You know, and the reality is that some of the things that we're able to stick to, some plans and some goals for change, but others, we might struggle. And here's the truth, that apart from God, apart from His grace, apart from Jesus Christ and abiding in Him, we are unable to experience any tangible and substantial fruitfulness in our lives. You see, grace is not just unmerited favor. But remember, another aspect of grace is grace is what God does because we could not do it ourselves. So, what area of your life are you believing and experiencing fruitfulness in your life for 2024 in our prayer and fasting? Maybe it's in your relationship with God. Maybe it's in the area of schooling or work. Perhaps in your marriage, or your family, or your finances. Maybe you need fruitfulness when it comes to your habits. Maybe it's your thought life of worry and anxiety or fear. Well, the good news is that Jesus promises that if you and I, if we abide in Him and abide in His words, right, You shall know the truth. If you abide in the truth, the truth shall set you free. We will bear much fruit in our lives. But we must cultivate the soil of our heart, as it were, when it comes to life change. So we're going to be praying the word these next 21 days. And before we pray the word, we want to cultivate our hearts. So let's turn to Luke chapter 8, verse 4. And when a great crowd was gathering... And when people from town after town came to him, he said in a parable, a sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled under foot. And the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rock. And as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. And some fell among the thorns. And the thorns grew up with it and it choked it. And some fell into good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. And he said these things, he called out, He who has ears, let him hear. And when his disciples asked him this parable meant, he said, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. But for others they are in parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Verse 11, Now the parable is this, The seed is the word of God, and the ones along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. And the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But these have no root. They believe for a while, and a time of testing fall away. And as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. As for that in the good soil, there are those who hear the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart, and bear fruit with patience. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. And so, Father, we just honor you as king this morning. We honor you as Lord right now we acknowledge that apart from you we are nothing apart from you we can do nothing and so lord we abide in you this morning we remain close to you we rest in you we rest in your promises we don't want to go through the works of the law or works of the flesh we don't want to rely on our own strength but lord we rest in you, Jesus, and your work in each one of us. So, Lord, we pursue you. We pursue your face. And, Lord, these 21 days, I pray that you would do a deep, life-transforming, life-changing work, God, as we prepare our hearts these 21 days of prayer and fasting. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Out of the more 40 passages that are usually identified by commentators or Bible scholars of the parables. Only two receive a detailed point-by-point interpretation. In other words, there's 40 parables in the New Testament, but only two Jesus explicitly and plainly explains what it means. The wheat of the tares in Matthew chapter 13 and our passage here in Luke chapter 8 of the parable of the sower. And all this to say is that we don't have to wonder if Jesus is being vague or ambiguous about the interpretations for what does it mean for a soil to be on rocky path? or, Or Soil to be on the path, or rocky, or thorny, or good soil. What does that mean? What does Jesus mean? Jesus explains to us what it means. In fact, Jesus says, when he says, He who has ears, let him hear, it means to pay attention very carefully. To not only pay attention with your ears, but to pay attention with your head, and pay attention with your heart, because what I'm telling you is very important and the four soils that are represented here it actually represents four different hearts of people who hear the word of god now the farmers practice here it sounds very strange to us but it was common for farmers in the ancient mediterranean world so a farmer he would go out he would recognize a seed and he would just kind of throw different seeds. In Matthew's gospel, it says the seed would go 30, 60, or even to hundred fold. All right? And so as the farmer would throw seeds, the seeds would fall on different types of soil. He would often scatter seed and he would use a wooden plow that was powered by a dock, by a donkey or an ox. And it would create furrows or or lines in the soil that many seeds would take root. And so what a farmer would do is that he would walk on the outskirts of where the crop was at. And those are along the path. And number one, first soil then, it represents the soil along the path, represents a person with a hard heart. Verse 12, the ones along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so they may not believe and be saved. And the first area is this hard heart. What can cause a human heart to be hardened? I think obviously the first is sin. Maybe it's continual sin. Unconfessed sin, unrepented sin that can callous and can harden our hearts. There's a pastor, his name is Mark Brennan, and he says, A hard heart is one that is never plowed of conviction, never cultivated by any self-searching, self-examination, honest assessment of guilt or authentic repentance. You know, Socrates like says that the unexamined heart, unexamined life, is not worth living. So a heart can be hardened when we don't confess. When we don't, First John chapter one verse nine and ten says that if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to purify us of all unrighteousness. A second area is maybe pride or specifically prideful living. What is prideful living? It's an attitude or a way of thinking that your way and my way of doing life is better than God's way of doing life. As living here for 44 years on this planet, I've known and I have gone that path a hardened heart of pride and I've experienced the fall, the heartache, the brokenness of pride. So let me ask you, I know from experience, like if you, those of you who have chosen your own life instead of your own way, instead of God's way of humility, how is that going for you? How is that working out for you, right? That this prideful way of life, Not only do we experience brokenness and heartache, but man, it really calluses and hardens our heart to the things of God. Um, And another way that our hearts get hardened is something we may not think about, but maybe it's suffering a big setback in our life, maybe a disappointment, like an unmet expectation in which your life and my life, it resulted to hopelessness or to despair. Know this, this morning, that Jesus isn't pointing out to condemn or to judge, but to open your eyes so that you and I can experience fruitfulness and abundance, abundant life in Him. So here's our action point this morning. First is this, pray for any unconfessed sin for pride, or for hope deferred. As we start our 21 days of prayer and fasting, think, Lord, is there any unconfessed sin in my life? Is there an area of the Holy Spirit that, I, that I'm that i not allowing you to, to have lordship and to reign as king over my life? Is there a, an area in my life that is just... Habitual sin that I need to lay before the footstool of the cross. Or uh, pray for like, and it's going to take some breaking through some hardness of heart, but maybe a hope deferred. What do I mean by hope deferred? Like unmet expectation. You know, Proverbs chapter 13 verse 12 says that hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. Maybe you have a hope that's been dashed, a dream that's been crushed and you're just it makes your heart sick and it's kind of hardened you. It's made you pessimistic, It's made you shady. It's made you like um just held back and withdrawn to um the things of God. As we start our twenty one days of prayer and fasting, um, may I encourage you to pray for any unconfessed sin, any pride or a hope that's been deferred. Secondly is the rocky ground. Now the rocky ground represents a person with a shallow heart. Verse 13, and the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy, but they have no roots. They believe for a while, and in time of testing, fall away now rocks can hinder growth or it could stop roots from forming and digging deep altogether I've said this before but like man I am the most shame Filipino I am a Filipino that cannot break dance I cannot sing and I'm not a nurse and worse is that I do not garden like I can't save i you know i can't keep a tree alive to save my life like um you know a couple of years ago i bought renee for her birthday those aero gardens you know what those are it's like this portable herb garden with like this uv light that you could grow you know chinese parsley italian parsley rosemary and all you got to do is plug it in and put some pla- I, that thing is dead like and it's stored away in our storage somewhere like but Even I know that rocks and rocky ground, they will not allow roots to grow deep. And if the roots don't go deep, the rocky ground represents a person with a shallow heart. A shallow heart here in uh, Luke chapter 8 is one that's when testing and trial comes they fall away. Have you ever fallen away? Have you ever given up? Have you maybe like tapped out like I'm done? Like this is, I'm over it. This Jesus thing. Maybe you reverted to an old way of thinking. Listen church, testing and trials, they allow us to settle. They allow us to establish our roots so that we don't fall in love with the idea of God, but we fall in love with God Himself, with the person of God. God just doesn't become like a magical genie in a bottle to do what we say, to grant all of our wishes, that our wildest dreams would come true, but we follow God And when testing and trials come, it allows us to grow our roots deep, to establish our faith that we don't walk by feelings, but the substance and the hope of our faith is in the person and the work of Jesus Christ. You know, as a young believer, I believed in the fallacy or the myth that if you follow Jesus, everything will be fine. It'll it all be good in the hood, like Tiger Woods. Like everything is going to be awesome. But the longer I've followed the Lord and have walked with Him, I found that it's actually opposite. You know, just before Jesus did His public ministry, 40 days of being tempted in the wilderness. In fact, Leonard Ravenhill says this if you want to be like Jesus, remember, he had a wilderness, a Gethsemane, and a Judas. If you wanna be like Jesus, you're gonna have a wilderness experience. You're gonna have a season in your life of disorientation. Like, Lord, what in the heck are you doing? You're gonna have a season in your life where you're, you'll be, you'll have a fork in a road, and you'll be tempted. You know, thinking about my own life, well, just the hardships and difficulties of one of the most difficult seasons in my life was, you know, when Renee, when my wife, where we, she experienced uh, two miscarriages in four months and um, we were living in a, uh, a rat house. And you're trying to follow the call of God. We, we just moved here to Hawaii and we didn't have family. We still don't have family, you know, and uh, we're kind of questioning the call of God in my life. This kind of wilderness experience, but these wilderness experience allows, allows me to grow deep in my roots and trust God. You might also experience not only a wilderness experience, but a Gethsemane. Like this intense spiritual battle. This, uh, as St. John of the Cross says, this dark night of the soul. Where you're going through trials. Where you have to surrender. Not my will, but your will be done, O Lord. Where you, you surrender any semblance. Of control over your life, control over your future, control over your destiny, control of your family, control over your marriage, control over your health. And you just surrender unto the Lord and you will have a Judas in your life. Just like Abel had Cain, just like Joseph had his 10 other brothers who betrayed him, just as Moses had Korah. And Janus and Jambres and Miriam and Aaron that conspired against him and wanted to have a mutiny against him. Just like David had King Saul, Jeremiah had Pasher, just as Paul had Demas and Alexander the Coppersmith. You and I, we're going to have people betray you. Jesus had a Judas. And, you know, before uh, becoming a pastor, I was like, oh, you know, um I thought like, hey, this is just one of the deals, you know, like I, I, I thought like, you know, those are pastors that are like jerks, you know, those are like type A pastors, like I'm a nice guy, like I'm pretty agreeable, you know, I, I'm pretty chill and I've never my wildest dreams, that I think that people would betray me. But if it happened to Jesus, if you want to follow Jesus, if you want to be like Jesus, remember Jesus had a Judas. People will betray you. People will talk stink about you. Maybe your own family will disappoint you and will betray you. You will have a Gethsemane experience. You will have a wilderness experience, and so, what are the practices that you and I must uh, develop for 2024 in our 21 days? Here's an action point. Devote yourself to fellowship and the gathering of God's people. Devote yourself to fellowship and the gathering of God's people. Shameless plug, but we're going to have a small group campaign in February. We, we have a monthly women's group, we have a weekly men's group Saturday where we do devotions together, where we hear the word of God, where we pray for one another, where we have accountability, where we have genuine fellowship, not just, hey, how's, how's UH doing, you know, or oh, what's going on with the playoff? It's no, it's like we have deep heart to heart almost like Fight Club, right? What happens in Fight Club stays in Fight Club like so what happens in, in in this men's group, we have a youth group, we have um devote yourself to church. Yeah, I mean I think one of the downfalls and the tragedies of the pandemic is it became normal for people to miss church. You know the old adage Uh, The more you miss church, the less you will miss it. The more you miss church, the less that you will miss church. Where it becomes a a habit. So could you, this year, devote yourself to fellowship, devote yourself to growing deep in your roots, to the basics of the Word of God, through fellowship, of, of serving, of gathering together as a people of God. Amen. Um, We have two more, but we'll just cover one more for the sake of time. Uh, Number three is the thorny soil. It represents a person with a crowded heart. Look at verse 14. And as for what fell amongst the thorns, they are those who hear. But as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and the riches and pleasures of life. And their fruit does not mature. This is the scheme of the devil. If he, if he can't get you with a hard ground, a calloused heart, with perception that you don't understand the gospel, right? That you are, uh, maybe it's pride. So it's pleasure. Here's the tactics of Satan. Perception, you don't understand. Pain which is what the rocky ground is, or thorns. Thorns is pleasure. He, Satan wants to distract you with the cares of this world, or the pleasures of life. Holocaust survivor Corey Ten Boom said this, if the devil cannot make us bad, he will make us busy. Let me repeat that. If the devil cannot make us bad, if the devil can't make you to sin, the devil will make you busy. What does it mean? It means that there's truth in that. Sin and busyness have the same exact effect. They cut you off for connection to God. They cut you off for a connection to other people, and sin and busyness, it connects you, disconnects you from even your own soul and your own self. Like being busy, it disconnects us from God, you know? And um, I just came back from vacation, and uh i actually came back four days earlier Uh, i went four days earlier than the rest of my family so i was like you know i got to prepare 21 days of prayer my family came on thursday i came on uh, sunday night so i'm like okay i want to get ready and then um i was like okay i spent two days in prayer and 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 fasting but i i kind of got caught up oh i gotta take care of the house oh i gotta do oil change for renee's car and i gotta wash it and vacuum it Oh, I got to clean the house. Oh, I got to mow the lawn. You know, and I I found myself like the the distractions, like it it pulled me away from deeply connecting with God. You know, like maybe it's uh, social media or doom scrolling, right? And here's an application point for us, fast from distractions that crowd your affection from Jesus. Fast from distractions. Do not have a cluttered heart. Do not be like Mary or like Martha, rather, who is doing stuff for God. Instead of being with God, she was doing stuff for God. I think what this looks like is maybe fast from social media. You know those algorithms, man, they they get you to pique your interest. They they calculate it by the seconds. If it's a one second scroll, a three second scroll, a five second, fifteen second, and the longer that you look, it changes the algorithm. So they keep feeding you of stuff that you like, stuff that, that releases your cortisol and just makes you like, oh, makes you happy. Right? And and it gets us distracted. And Jesus' words to Martha is like, and Jesus loved Martha is like, Martha, you're distracted with many, with other things. But Mary has chosen the good portion. And so in this 21 days of prayer and fasting, would you choose the good portion? Remember, fasting is disconnecting from the world, unplugging from the world, fasting from distractions, maybe it's TV these 21 days, maybe it's movies, maybe it's um, Instagram, maybe it's Facebook, maybe it's uh, sports or playoff games, whatever it is, maybe it's a hobby that's just taking up too much of your thought and, and concentration, whatever it is, could you disconnect that through fasting? And would you connect with God through prayer? Amen. And I just want to close with Jeremiah. It's not my word like fire, declares the Lord, like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces. So we're going to pray through the word this year, that God's word is like a fire, that it burns through hardness of heart, that the word of God burns through lukewarmness, that it burns through draws, that it burns through the distractions or the clutterness that's around us. And the Word of God is like a hammer that breaks through hardness of heart, that breaks through pride, that breaks through busyness, that breaks through um, unconfessed sin before God. And so would you devote yourselves this? this year. Amen. Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we love you, we thank you, and we pray, O oh Lord God, that this year, that it would be different, and that because, Lord, you are a God who makes all things new, and you're doing a new thing. So, Lord, I pray that you would be with us, that you would guide us, O oh Lord God, and that we would abide in you. Lord, would you strengthen us as your people, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Make sure to go to foursquareprayer.org get plugged in, be intentional. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord give you peace. Go with God and God will go with you. Love you guys.